Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Aesthetic Insider Radio Show. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. Aesthetic Insider is a 360-degree aesthetic medical industry news source that encompasses digital and print media via its online news magazine, internet radio show, and TV news style video. You can learn more by visiting www.aestheticmdinsider.com. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Dr. Richard Gentile. Dr. Gentile is a facial plastic surgeon based in uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. And today, Dr. Gentile is going to discuss with us how technology is literally changing the face of cosmetic surgery. Dr. Gentile, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to Aesthetic Insider. Well, it's really exciting to be here and to chat with you about some of the uh, exciting changes that are transforming uh, our facial uh, procedures in facial plastic surgery. Um, um, Dr. Gentile, tell us, you know, I mean, you and I kind of have gone back uh, many years as far as, you know, um, everything, you know, from even when lasers first came up for skin resurfacing and then the first laser facelift. And um, now we have so many other brand new RF technology, lasers, light systems, IPL, fractals. I mean, there's just such a mass array of things that, that have, as we say, literally changed the face of cosmetic surgery. What would you say is, um, you know, pretty much cutting edge as of now? I think what has changed the most uh, that I've seen over the past 10 years are, you know, we have all the kind of non-technology options, such as dermal fillers and neuromodulators, such as Botox. But increasingly over the last five years, we see more options for facial contouring, for uh, skin tightening, and things that truly work. I think some of the earliest introductions in this group, uh, such as Thermage, uh, had an inconsistent kind of uh, response rate. But what we're seeing is more powerful machines. Uh, for example, Thermage might be 40 watts. The new ones are 150 watts. And the technology companies, to their credit, have studied how to get this energy into the skin and the areas just below the skin, which we believe are critical tightening skin. So we can do contouring, we can do skin tightening, and we can do skin rejuvenation on top of the skin. But the uh, the exciting options are what's happening below the skin with either smart lifting with our laser type face lifting techniques or with Thermi or some of these devices that work under the skin to contour the fat, to tighten the soft tissues, and then secondarily tighten the skin. That's where the excitement is. Really? Now, um, is there any particular age group that you feel this type of technology works for, or do you think, you know, kind of, you know, there does seem to be a bit of a trend of starting younger with with some of the procedures that are now available? Well, that's an excellent question, because I just saw a 36-year-old, and typically the patients I see in northeastern Ohio are older, maybe the skin laxity is more severe, then we might think would be uh, correctable with the technology approach. But, you know, the patient I saw this afternoon had a little bit of a double chin and was concerned about it, and uh, she's just a perfect uh, candidate 
for this contouring we can do with energy-based devices under the chin. So she'd be a good candidate for a laser lipolysis procedure, or she'd be a good candidate for uh, the radio frequency catheter device by Thermi. So absolutely, 36 is uh, a, a time they might start noticing double chin, skin laxity. Uh, but then we see a lot of older patients. So sometimes we combine these technology devices with a little surgery. And I do that most frequently because I think that uh, relates to a better postoperative result for the patients I'm seeing. But yes, you can start in your 30s with some of these microinvasive treatments. Now, how does that work? So if you were, would you, com- would you do a facelift and then combine this at the same time, on the same date? Um, explain to me kind of from a patient's perspective how that, how that would be beneficial. Well, one of the things we noted back in 2007 uh, when this kind of, we call this a genre of surgery. It's an energy-based device being used under the skin. And people typically are familiar with energy devices being placed on top of the skin, laser skin rejuvenation, uh, fractional devices, fractional RF or laser. But uh, as soon as the original uh, smart lipo device became available, we found that if we placed it under the skin, we got nice contouring in the neck, submental fat, and then we placed it up higher on the skin, uh, and a lot of people were apprehensive about that because of the facial nerves and things like that. So we found that it really helped uh, with hemostasis. So typically, before you ever make an incision, you'll do a little puncture, you slide the laser in, you slide it back and forth. It actually cauterizes blood vessels so that when you actually do the surgery, there's far less bleeding than we're able uh, than we previously saw. And this enables us to see the structures better and I believe, do better surgery. So typically, little punctures are done before we insert the device, whether it's laser or RF, and then we go ahead and do the surgery. So what we've done is left a a footprint of energy in that skin so that in addition to the changes we do surgically, <clears throat> the skin will then contract, and it'll contract up to six months. So my opinion is uh, an energy-based facelift will always be better than a regular facelift or conventional facelift because we've added that little bit of energy and that more than doubles the amount of skin contraction that you'll see from that intervention. And is that more beneficial to the patient as far as recovery? If there's um, less bleeding, does that equal less bruising? Oh, yes. Yeah, we looked at um, we looked at a couple of things. And so certainly, you know, we have patients that are able to return to activities maybe seven to ten days, sometimes as early as four days after a procedure. If you do cauterize those blood vessels uh, and then you don't cut through them in the course of doing the facelift, uh, there's less bleeding. So we do see that. Uh, we studied it, and we found that it, it was a significant reduction. Uh, this was done back in about 2009, a study we did with an industry sponsor on the amount of of uh, reduced bleeding that we saw with surgery. Now, you talk about, you know, some of these studies were done, you know, over seven years ago, and so there has been some significant length of time and duration in kind of, you know, testing these, this technology. And um, I do know that you have been, in recent years, spend, you spent quite a lot of time educating other physicians on best uses um, of Correct. several technologies. Um, can you explain that to us a little bit? Well, it's actually sometimes a, a rapid introduction or sometimes it's a slow introduction. But, you know, this, 
you hear a lot of hype on different procedures as sort of being transformational, but this is really is a transformational tool, I think. And so I've trained at least two or 300 physicians, and, you know, this has uh, occurred in Europe and in Asia and in South America as well. And so, you know, but the actual uh, time frame for complete acceptance of something, you know, new like this is longer. So we're starting to see it now, seven years later. And part of it, too, is that the expense of the laser doesn't quite make it possible for everybody doing facelifts to have one as a, you know, as an assistant and and as a part of their uh, tools in doing this procedure. So the Thermi device has an advantage that it costs about half as much uh, as the lasers. And I think what we see, you know, with over 325 of those installed, that it is speeding up the kind of acceptance. And again, Thermi can be used as a standalone treatment for a little double chin, or you could use it to, you know, improve the results of the facelift. But most commonly, these devices are used as a kind of a contouring and skin tightening device used primarily as the single treatment. I like combining it with surgery. Uh, I feel like it gives my good result, even, you know, it gives a, uh, an added dimension to the improvement and it lasts longer. Now, when you use the word contouring, many of us are familiar with more, you know, kind of physical body contouring. How mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. area um, would contouring be applied? Primarily you know, along the jawline. And we see as we age and fat accumulates in the jowl, which then tends to make the, dra- the jowl fall. It falls below the, the jawline. You've lost that angle. And that's one of the signs of youth, you know, a firm contour angle, you know, that length of the, the mandible, seeing that line that forms the jawline is a sign of youth. And so as we lose it, uh, it is definitely thought to be a characteristic of advanced aging. The other part is just the double chin. You know, as we age, people will put on some weight and they get these fatty deposits right under there. And a recent survey showed that uh, women found that to be, you know, one of the most significant uh, uh, acquired issues that they would want to change. So the two key areas are directly in the submental or under the chin area and then along the jawline. So these devices really work in contouring. And then you will see some skin tightening, but really what you have is bulges or uneven contours. And so we're shaping that by changing the soft tissue that we have. So that's not necessarily skin tightening per se, although we do want the skin to tighten over the changed contour, but it's mostly reducing the fat and then also tightening the SMAS or the platysma by having the energy device uh, be directly on it. And these aren't uh, changes we were easily done when we were working on top of the skin because we couldn't get enough energy deeper in these tissues to affect those changes without burning the skin. You know, and everything's been tried. There's cooling devices and things to kind of cool down the epidermis so that you can force the energy past the skin and into these areas. But the biggest, you know, revolutionary change is just, you know, nick a hole in the skin and work under the skin. So that didn't really start until 2006, 2007. So it is a new genre of surgery. Uh, Now, you mentioned a couple of times um, a particular um, product, Thermi. um, Yes. And 
Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Thermi and perhaps some of the other technologies that you are currently using in your practice? Yes. Uh, you know, the first FDA-approved device uh, was the Smart Lipo device. This was a six-watt laser, and we ordered it. You know, pretty much on the first release of that technology in 2006. Uh, so you would, you know, poke a hole inside the laser in there. It does melt some fat. It wasn't really powerful enough to melt a lot of fat. Uh, there was no temperature monitoring available, so we had to hold a thermometer, uh, a handheld thermometer over the skin to make sure that the skin wasn't going to be burned. So that technology is advanced. There's about five different kind of uh, evolutions of that laser, and now there's temperature monitoring in the tip of the laser, which is very useful, and three different wavelengths on the on the laser currently. The Thermi device is a radio frequency device. So that's like a microwave, you know, so it's a little microwave device on the end of a catheter that's about the size of a needle that's used to draw blood. So it's very small, and all you have to do is kind of slide that in there. One of the uh, big improvements that Thermi made is when they introduced their technology with the temperature-sensitive uh electrode at the end of it is a temperature sensor they uh, made uh, the doctors suggest the doctors use a, a camera so it's an infrared camera that then watches and observes the skin temp so what you want to do is be able to be in the ideal temperature to do whatever you want to do if you want to melt fat you need to be at a certain temperature if you want to tighten the skin you want to be at a certain temperature so the thermi device gives you both an internal and an external control over temperature that has not been possible before that. So, of course, now with the laser technologies, I'll have the laser with a temperature monitor on the inside, and now I have the camera. But what Thermi did was kind of teach this technique of using energy under the skin safely uh, by monitoring temperature both above and below. Well, wow, that's so fantastic. Now, um, Dr. Gentile, we have only about a minute left on the show, and I do, yes. you know, just I'm wondering, where do you see the future of technology going? Is there anything new on the horizon that we should be looking for? Well, some of the things, they all aim to do similar things. So, of course, with high-frequency focused ultrasound, uh, it's trying to aim ultrasound beams to melt fat, you know, to change contours, and also at the bottom layer, the dermis of the skin, to tighten skin. So that's being advanced. And these are totally external devices, so they don't require that you poke a hole in the skin. Uh, I think patients now, more than ever, are driving some of the technology adaptations because, you know, patients want more results with uh, less downtime and less intervention. And fortunately, industry has been stepping up and developing some really good aesthetic devices. And I probably wouldn't have said that five years ago because I think most of the devices available for non-invasive contouring were not very helpful and helped a little bit but didn't produce significant results. And patients want and pay a good deal of money for significant results. So hopefully in the future, the machines will continue to get better and safely provide the kind of uh, visible results that patients want. Dr. Gentile, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been such a pleasure and so interesting to learn all about this technology. Um, I'd yes. love to have you back on the show at some point in the future. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure as well. 
Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Richard Gentile um, from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, listeners, yep. you can find out more about Dr. Gentile at www.facialplastics.org. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you very much, Angela. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You bet.